So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world eliminate their desire for alcohol by claiming themselves as author of their own life. In this podcast, we will explore the revolutionary approach of my Stop Drinking and Start Living program that gets alcohol out of your way by breaking all of the rules of what you thought was possible and the profound journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. I am so excited that you are here. Now on with the show. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. It's Mary. If you're new here, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to have you. You know, it's always a good idea to go back and re-listen to any episodes, but if you haven't started um, this 10-step journey yet, I would go back. These are some of the core principles from step one to 10, and we're on step 10 today for how to eliminate your desire and your attachment to alcohol. So briefly, step one, the willingness to feel. Start practicing just noticing sensations. This is going to be so important when you start processing emotions again in real time, because what we're going to do is separate the story from the sensation. Step number two, cultivating non-judgmental emotional awareness. So just noticing when you're having emotions and know that it's not a problem. Stay neutral about it. Step three, awareness of desire, thinking what are the thoughts that create the desire to drink? We have to know what they are to see if they're true, to see if the opposite of them can be just as true, to see if the opposite of them you apply other places in your life. So desire being like, I want a drink. That could be a thought. Step number four is awareness of your attachment thoughts. So all of the ways in which you identify with drinking, right? Our identity is a created version of ourselves, essentially. It's a learned version of ourselves. We could 
be identify with anything if we decided to, right? So I wasn't an entrepreneur before I was that. And so I identified as other things and I've had to do a lot of reassessing my beliefs around about, around myself to be able to step into that role as the role of a mother, the role of a wife, the role of a lover, the role of, of anything. And so when we want to become something, we have to change our thinking around it. So you have to decide to change your thinking around the way in which you're identifying with alcohol, you know, and this is one of the more challenging things because it's so interwoven into the fabric of what feels safe for us, right? What we know, what we're attached to. Step number five, creating your belief goal. So this is going to be kind of the opposite version of that. The woman in the future who could give to craps about alcohol, right? She's on to bigger and better things. Um, not with righteousness, but just like, it's just not, it's a moot point. Um, she just doesn't need it anymore. She's doing amazing and not that you ever really need it, but she knows that her life is better, right? So what is your belief goal? Step, step number six is emotional processing. You have to know how to feel your emotions. You have to know how to experience an emotion and place your thinking on the sensations of the emotion to give it an identity that's not the story, that's not the rabbit hole of the past or the future, but that you're actually experiencing the emotion as something separate from you, especially when they're big triggered trauma responses or urges, you know, just being able to sit, be present with the sensations and essentially breathe. And then there's more, you know, we add on to that to help the process, um, to reroute the pathway essentially. Step number seven, stop bargaining and start accepting. You have to accept what is, what reality is in order for you to change it, right? You can't continue to bargain with yourself around alcohol because alcohol will always be what it is. But you can change your thoughts and your your mindset and learn to cultivate a new way, a new tools right? So bargaining with yourself isn't ultimately getting what you want. It's staying attached to what is no longer serving you and still trying to create a new identity and try to create a new goal that's impossible to create while you're still stuck in the past. Step number eight, generating evidence in your favor. So looking for all of the ways in your life that you show up as a badass uh, without alcohol already, you know, looking at your values and the things that you love and um, your non-negotiables already for alcohol. Look at the ways that you process emotions without alcohol. Step number nine is where are you making decisions from? Are you making decisions out of uh, objections and you know, practicality of fear and scarcity? Are you making decisions from love and possibility and abundance? Because when you make decisions from love and abundance and trust, 
you get new results also, right? So just noticing where in your brain are you making decisions from and know, I love this line, the reason that you think you can't is the reason that you need to. The universe always has your back. There's always something to learn. So when you are having resistance, do it anyway, because there is a big breakthrough and more life available to you on the other side. When there's a lot of fear coming up and a lot of resistance, it is life reminding you that you are alive and there is something yet to be experienced on the other side. There's like literally more life that you've never experienced. It's kind of a cool thing. I did a meditation once where the teacher, it was about fear and it was like, fear is your best friend because it's whispering to you through me is more life. This is just a reminder that like you're not done yet, right? So this is a reminder. Alcohol is reminding you that the habit of alcohol and the challenge of trying to change your relationship is reminding you that you're not done yet. You're not done living. There's so much more. And I'm here to help you every single step of the way. And I have created the Stop Drinking and Start Living program to support all of your objections that you have, which is really step number 10, which is learning a new way. Some people that I've worked with haven't been drinking. Some people have been you know, in the process of listening to the podcast for a year and they come in and three months later, they're like crushing it. And they, they, they were just waiting to give themselves permission. And then they need another three months to, to really like solidify and really flip that switch that like, yeah, like, no, I'm done with alcohol. Some people need another, you know, they've got a lot going on in their life. Maybe there's a lot of, of emotions that are opening up, right? We kind of open the flood floodgates of things that you've been burying. If you've been drinking since, um, you know, you were before your brain was developed, there's a lot about life that you may not have an awareness of, right? A lot about your identity, a lot about your place in the world, a lot about oppression or, you know, um, trauma that you didn't know or colonialism or all sorts of, or all sorts of, you know, injustices and un, untruths that you're you're going to be awakening to and so there's a lot more to unpack and it's that that person might just need a little bit more time in the emotional processing department and that's okay you know there's no one right step but the program is really designed to allow you to never have to start over again because it's a lifelong program And once you're kind of through it, then, you know, then you move on and then, you know, you can go deeper um, in other areas of your life. But for those people that need the support, it's not up to me or anyone to decide what that looks like for you, but to know that the support will continue to be there. And we're not going to put a time frame on it because I find even you know, as best as I can kind of look at an average even when there's like the time is up for the, you know, the one-on-one programs, it's like when people stay with me, which we can just continue to expedite their results in so many other ways. And there's nothing, you can get coaching literally forever. And that's a good thing. Like I think everyone should have a coach and be doing self-development forever because it just makes your life more valuable to you. Right. Um, you get more value out of your life. Um, 
but I find that the, that there is this sense of kind of disappointment um, and questioning, like when, when will, it, when will it, you know, when will I be able to do it? And and then of course we coach through it because there literally is is just no time frame. There's because everyone comes at it to, at to it from a different place. Some people have been sober for years and went through a different type of uh, sobriety process or program. And they never really learned how to process emotions and they never really learned how to, you know, navigate the waters of being social and build their confidence. They literally just stopped drinking and kind of got that out of their system. So there's just so many layers. And that's why this program is really available and for everyone. But it is learning a new way for what you need. And the steps for learning are really simple. And that is why you are where you are is because you're not looking at it from this perspective. It's just like, you know, if you decided to become a nurse, you would have to learn a new way. This is the exact same thing. And inside of these 10 steps that we've already talked about really you know, kind of hone in on these other parts of, of learning, which is you have to know where you want to go, right? So in some version, you want to get alcohol out of your way. You want to put alcohol in its place. You, you, you don't want, alcohol is not serving you, right? So you have to create that vision for yourself, which is the belief goal, essentially. And then you have to you have to have some sort of plan, right? That's the other place where people fail. And I'm just using that in quotes because failure has so much weight to it, but is they have no strategy, right? You've never done this before and that's okay. No one literally learns how to process emotions. Like we're just figuring that out now in human existence, right? Unless you've been really diving deep into some sort of uh, contemplative arts or therapy. And even traditional therapy doesn't really take you through the depths of processing emotions in all facets, but you know, it's becoming more and more prevalent now. So you have to have a plan, right? And that's what these steps are, but that's really what the the program is. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this program. I'm going to sign up for this thing that's going to take me step by step through this process and and walk me through every step of the way with unlimited coaching, with unlimited support, with unlimited time, you know, but I would say within the first 3 to 12 months you're going to be crushing it. Most people the average is about 6 months where they feel really really good and they're like I'm not going back to alcohol. But that's just an average and so I don't I don't really like to even what does average even mean? So, you have to make a plan and then you have to, you know, actually <laughs> like implement that plan, right? So you have to not just sign up for the program, but then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to make sure that the the live coaching um, is blocked off in my calendar, or I block off a time for the replay and I block off another hour every single week or 10 minutes every single day for what works for you to actually, you know, go through the material to actually 
do the practicing because it's the people that actually do it. And I'm guilty of this too. It's like I have the most amazing business coach in the world, Stacey Bayman, shout out. And it's like I I always avoid doing the worksheets or whatever. It's just the brain. I don't even know why. I love writing. I love looking at my brain. And then I sit down to do these worksheets and then I have like so much more awareness. Like it's she's drawing out like all of my genius, all of my expertise, like all of the answers, all of the things I have control over in my business. And I'm like, hello, why didn't I do this, you know, however long ago? So it's like actually sitting down and doing the work and getting excited about it. You know, it's like, yeah, like I'm going to be that woman. Like how would, how would that woman show up? The one that has the belief goal. This is the other part that I really feel like I support people with is you have to plan to fail, right? Like you're going to probably have a drink or you're going to feel like shit. Now I have people that, that I work with that start with me and they don't drink and then they don't ever drink again. But there's always like that little curiosity of like, hmm, is it going to be the same? And so I always say, and you've heard me say this on the show, that failing actually means that you are trying something new. It wouldn't be called failing if you weren't doing anything. That would just be called doing nothing, right? So that's a good thing. Failing actually means you're trying. And the more you fail, the easier it gets to fail. I have had to fail so much in this business. Like I have had to feel dumb. I've had to feel embarrassed. I've had to not know what I was talking about. I've had to show up when my brain is foggy and I've stuttered. Um, you know, when I have done consultations and just felt not confident or said the wrong thing or so I thought, right? And I've had to process those emotions so I could keep showing up. There were so many times where I wanted to not feel those and run away. But then that wouldn't be of service to me or to you, right? So I have to continue to practice to fail. There's going to be so many kinks probably that come up in this in this program, right? That people are going to need different things than I than I could not foresee, right? But that's okay. And then it gets better, right? So what I know is the foundation of what's worked one-on-one is going to be even better in when there's more energy supporting it. But so you have to plan to fail. And I actually have a quote unquote, like failing forward module part of the program. And then you, of course, you can just get coached on it unlimited, but is failure in this process is, is solid gold to understanding the thought process and the learned behavior behind it so that you can plan differently next time. Because what we do in the program is we plan ahead of time. So most people have a set, quote unquote, setback, but that's the whole thing is like, you're never, you're never starting over because you've already had so much new awareness from all of the other things. Like literally once you're, once you start having new thoughts and generating new awareness, you, you can't start over because you can't lose that time, right? It's like, you know, I learned Spanish and I come to Mexico once a year, but like I always have this like underlying foundation of a language that I can't unlearn. So just know that failing is going to be part of it. And then that's even going to give you more practice of processing emotions 
But the only way to truly fail is quitting and quitting and failure are two different things. So you have to surrender. You kind of have to give in to that being part of the process versus giving up, right? Then just saying, I can't do this anymore because there's going to be unlimited support to coach you through your thinking around having that. And you know, the, the foundational principle of the program is self-observation without judgment. So one of the things that I teach and that I told myself very at the beginning of, you know, stopping drinking was if you're going to drink, there will be no shame talking. There will be no disappointment. There will be none of that because you know very well what you are getting yourself into. So drink if you're going to choose to drink, but know that it's because of the habit. Know you really don't want to and know that you cannot beat yourself up for it tomorrow. And that was such a huge game changer for me. So, you know, we talk about that too, that there's that shame and judgment have literally no use at all in this process of changing your relationship to alcohol. So you need to plan to fail and just know that you're held because I've been there and we've all been there and you've failed so many times. You failed so many times as a parent, you've failed so many times as a student, you know, and, and, and this is just the school of life. Like this is just what we're doing here. We're just fumbling through. There's never a point where we just should know what we're just supposed to know because every day is a brand new day, right? Like just because we're adults doesn't mean we're quote unquote supposed to know anything. So it's going to be important for you also to, to track your progress in some way, right? And one of the foundational tools that I teach is the everyday ritual. So charting your cycles and rhythms, And this is checking in with your emotional cycles and also keeping track of your urges and your drinking. This is going to be so important because it gives you a high five. It shows you where you've changed week to week, month to month. And then there's an assessment that you do at the end of every week where you're really looking percentage wise or rather on a scale of one to 10 of how you're desire and attachment in these specific areas has changed, right? Um, I have a client who's just like blown away that at five o'clock, she just doesn't even think about drinking a glass of wine anymore. Now, does she have a couple other sticky attachment ideas in the future focus and a couple, maybe a, another desire here or there when a, when emotional processing? Sure. But there's things that go along the way. So when you When you evaluate and you um, measure your results, it continues to motivate and inspire you and it adds more of that evidence to, for you to know that it's working. It is working, right? And then, you know, part of the, the failure pieces too is like, well, where am I not working? Where can I take more responsibility? And then that empowers you too versus I'm giving my power away to this thing, this alcohol that I have no control over that will never serve me, that doesn't make my life any better, that just, it's not about thriving, right? It's just survival. It's just repetitive behavior. And 
so this is about, this is all about empowerment, taking control where you have control and measuring your results is one of that. And that's like, when would you, have you ever measured your results around alcohol? It's really about, we don't measure you know, I do have you keep track of your drinking so you can see like, wow, I made it through this many days without drinking, but there's no starting over. There's just saying like, I can make it through days without drinking or, you know, I did drink, but I only had one. Like all of those things are worthy of celebration. Um, but I don't measure really keep score that way. It's more about your perceived desire and attachment. And that's all happening internally because that's what makes the difference, right? You cannot drink all you want. And that's what these 10 steps are all about. But if you still have desire and attachment, then who cares? Like alcohol is still running the show, right? Finally, you have to practice, right? There are going to be times, especially at the beginning, and I say keep yourself safe. Give yourself permission to stay safe. Like, don't throw yourself to the wolves. Do one little thing at a time where you feel prepared and planned. And that is the other thing (laughs) that I help you do is I help you plan ahead of time. And this is so, so, so important for you to be able to practice and again, generate more evidence. And, you know, one of the things that is important is, of course, doing the program, doing the work that's outside of the coaching. But the coaching is where you're going to really get to see how the mindset shift um, and, and really, you know, take the examples of everyone else there and apply it to your life. But doing the reading, doing the writing, doing the listening, you know, and talking about it from a place of neutrality where you feel safe. And that's the other thing that this program is going to do. Like we're not hiding in the shadows here. And I understand you don't need to come out and exclaim it to the world and post it all over social media or anything like that. But this is about your health, your life, your vitality. This isn't not, this is about learning how to not be ashamed of living your best life of being like, I'm not ashamed of wanting to drink more water and go to yoga. Why would I be ever be ashamed of wanting to drink less? Like everyone knows alcohol's not good for you, you know, and that's neutral. Of course, we're not demonizing it, but everyone knows alcohol does not have any benefits to you. This is a very, very clear in the science community out in the world, but we still do it, right? We do a lot of things that aren't good for us. So, but like it's praised and, you know, like awarded for like other healthy lifestyle choices and people, you know, talk all about this. And, you know, it is inspiring to see people on social media and and all of their posting and stuff. You you guys know that's not really my my jam um, because I really want to just move on. I don't want to substitute alcohol with sobriety. I just want to like substitute alcohol with life, with more awesomeness. And sobriety, you know, is awesome, but that is just life without alcohol. So that's a lot of other people too. Um, sobriety is just like being in reality, but you can also be sober and like not you know, have a certain level of awareness. So you know who you are because you're here and like, this is what we're doing. But this program is for everyone. So the part of practicing is going to be crucial. This is when you might fail, but this is going to be 
taking massive action versus passive action. So the passive action is going to be getting coached, you know, doing the whole portal, all the materials, all the modules, all the worksheets, listening to the podcast, all of that stuff. But, you know, until you kind of rip the Band-Aid off and plan ahead of time, practice the emotional processing, step into your belief goal and go out into the world um, and do it is when you're when you're going to really see the shift of your mindset because that's when you're going to have like that very clear evidence of your of all of the attachment stuff that like oh yeah I'm amazing like completely authentically aligned me right and so when you know what I've seen people do is not do the planning not do the emotional processing kind of hide out in their house, not drink. And then every time they have to like go out and be with other people, you know, there's obviously an emotion there, overwhelm, insecure, you know, whatever it is, or just the thoughts that are creating more of that versus having the the pregame plan um, and just being like awesome. And, and, and then they end up drinking. And so they keep kind of having these setbacks and, you know, we have to see where the resistance is and why why they're not planning ahead of time because you can plan ahead of time because the people that do plan ahead of time, they see where their thoughts would habitually go. And then when they can generate the new thought from their belief goal, they crush it, right? They have so much fun. They're so proud of themselves. They're jumping up and down. And then there's like, you know, the times where you're in a phase of your cycle where your energy is lower where you're in a self-care phase. And yeah, like you just don't want to go out anyway or be around people anyway, right? Or uh, there's a stressful trigger that comes in that's even, that's more challenging to handle than when you're in like the height of your, you know, full moon, you know, like let's rock it phase. So this is why the emotional charting is so, 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 so important. I have got your back at every single level. So just know you're learning a new way, right? So we're going to give you all of the tools that you need and you're going to go out and you're going to, you're, you're going to implement these by, by starting to see your thoughts and doing the writing, right? And then you're going to repeat again and again and again. And this is how you create a new belief. This is how you learn something new and you don't have to stop until you're ready, right? And there's no starting over because this is life and there's no starting over, okay? So I hope that you enjoyed these 10 steps. I'm so excited to to coach you, to have you in my circle, to be with you, to know you, to to hold host space for you and, you know, just to have fun. And so who, you know, We'll see what else can come out of this year um, as far as, you know, added um, bonuses of events and different things that we can add into this. And um, I have a beautiful, beautiful uh, um, sphere of of sisterhood, of beautiful other healers and um 
coaches and artists and people doing all sorts of amazing things out in the world that are also here to support you on your journey. They've supported me. They continue to support me. And so there will be collaborations and there will be, you know, you will be invited into all of those spheres as well. So thank you so much for being here. And I hope you just have an amazing week. If you need anything at all, please reach out. If you are finally ready to get alcohol out of your way, I want to invite you into the Stop Drinking and Start Living program. It is the last time you will ever have to start the process of stopping again. It's your opportunity to learn a new way of life, free of the burdens of alcohol, and find out what's possible when you no longer have the desire to drink. With lifelong access and unlimited live support from me, you will never be left wondering about the how. All you have to know is that you are ready for change. I teach you how to build the clarity, confidence, and commitment you need to be authentically you without alcohol in any situation. It's time to answer the calling of your highest self. Register today by following the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, and I will see you on the inside.